the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem, and we're here for another hour talking about car, car repair problems and stuff like that. I want to finish up real quick with my ranting about this uh, component called FIXD. Now, here's what it is. You can get two of them for $88. Now, this is what you do. You take this thing and plug it in under the DLC, which is the data link connector to the left side of your dash. Now you take your smartphone, and your smartphone's going to talk to it, and it's going to give you the codes. Okay. Now keep in mind, we don't charge to give you the codes any more than them three-whiskered kids at the auto parts do. Getting you the codes tells you the problem is in Ohio, and you still got to figure out what city what street and what address so the code is real big when it comes to all the possibilities so this sensor connects via Bluetooth and the app on your smartphone where you can easily see a quick scan of all your car symptoms and any problems that's found so here's what it's going to show you if it can the O2 sensor is 0.925 do you know what that means hmm and the map sensor is 46 do you know what that means and a lot of cars are different now is the map sensor at 46 a good number or bad number should it be 200 or should be 7 the mass airflow sensor is 1 but is the car running or not and is it wide open throttle or not so everything in your car's language is talks in numbers and you have to know what the numbers are so I'll continue to read it. It could be a loose gas cap. So just buy a gas cap, turn off the engine light, and see if it comes back on. But sometimes it'll come back on because a con- computer glitch will always will trip false errors. I can only say this to that. That is bull excrement. The idea that the computer will have false glitches. That's what a technician will tell you, but let me interpret that for you. I can't fix your car. I don't know what I'm doing, and I can't fix your car. If it's a real problem, now here's the here's this, the small print. If it's a real problem that needs attention, this device arms you with the knowledge you need when talking to your mechanic. I can guarantee you'll be treated differently when you come in knowing what you're talking about. Folks, I can guarantee that you're going to be treated differently too, and it ain't in a good way. When your husband comes in and starts telling us how to fix your car, I'm going to give him an estimate that's twice as big as it should normally be because, A, I'm going to have to deal with your husband who's going to tell me how to fix his car, and, B, if I come in at half price, I'm still a hero and his car's fixed. So if I tell him it's 400 when I know it's 200, 
he's going to say, fine, do your 400. But when I come in at 200, I'm a hero. But I got 200 there to put up with him or anybody else like your cousin in Oklahoma City who wants to talk to us about fixing your car. We're not interested in that. Let me give you one more example, and then I'm going to talk to Brian. The evaporative system, we're talking about the gas cap, okay? This big gas cap deal. It's always the gas cap. The evaporative system is supposed to suck the fumes off the tank and send them forward to a variety of places where the engine can consume and turn that gas, that fuel fumes, into power to your tires, okay? It's called the evaporative system because we are going to suck out the, the vapor gasoline and we're going to send it to the motor. Now, the evaporative system has to open a vent on the top of the tank so as we suck out of the tank, air can come in. So there's an electrical connection, there's a mechanical device, and then there's an O-ring or a grommet where that thing sits in the tank. Now, from there, we have multiple connections and multiple electronic solenoids to redirect all those fumes where we want it. So we have, at last count, about 12 different sources we have fixed for an evaporative system code. So there's no way you're going to figure out and there's no way I'm going to figure out by looking at the information on this device because it's incapable of telling me that the plastic line to the solenoid that's supposed to purge the vapor canister has been broken. There's no way this guy can tell you that. Now, the good news is this. On a lot of times with check engine lights, it's like $40 to find it and a buck to fix it. It could be $75 to find it and $3 to fix it because sometimes it's a bad connection. It's a broken vacuum line. Sometimes it's just something that by the time you find it, it takes nothing to fix it. I will admit, I will admit, I'll scream it from the mountains. There are shops out there that are going to take advantage of you. There are shops out there that, know, that knows it's a $65 Diag and a $5 fix, and you'll get a $125 Diag and a $40 fix. I know that. I know that. It's just up to you. It's just up to you. Protect yourself. But don't buy this kind of stuff thinking that you're going to fix your own car, and certainly don't come in and tell me how to fix your own car um, because that ain't going to work. That's just not going to work. I want the symptoms. That's all I want from you is the symptoms. I'm going to tell you how much I'm going to charge you diagnostic. I'm going to give you a window. We're going to fix, the, find the problem. We're going to call you with an estimate, and now you have three. You have a diagnostic charge. You have a part charge and the labor charge. I'm going to give sales tax environmental charges. I'll have all that in there, and I'm going to look you in the eye, and I'm going to say, I'm going to fix your problem with this repair. Nobody on the Internet's going to do that. Brian, my blood pressure is like going through the roof, but I want to talk to you. How can I help you? Yes, I have a 2003 GMC Sonoma small pickup truck. It has a yeah. 4.3 liter engine and automatic okay. transmission. And I'm going to explain these symptoms to you in the order that they happened. Okay. Um, on turning the, shutting the vehicle off, about 30 seconds, probably not even a minute, 30 to 45 seconds, we'll say, turn the vehicle off. After turning the vehicle off, I'll hear a thunk, just like you walked up to the gas tank and, and thunked it with your knuckle. And It's in the back of the car, then? It sounds like it's coming from the gas tank area, which is on the driver's side behind the extended cab there. Okay. Um, 
It does have a drivability problem in the fact that it has a miss at idle, and it's not a very heavy miss, but it is there. seems to come off, off of idle. And the vehicle did pass emissions. However, um, it did require a second run-through because the gas cap failed the gas cap test. Okay. Now, once I got it through emissions, got my plates, um, about 100 miles later, the service engine soon light came on with no additional symptoms. And I've driven it maybe another 150 miles since the light came on. I understand that I'm going to have to, you know, get it into the shop and and get it uh, analysis done on it. But I'm just okay. curious what you think of all that. Okay. Well, first of all, let me ask you some questions. Remember, we got give and take here. Does it change? Does I want to talk about the engine mess first. Does it change when the engine's hot or cold? I want you to pay attention to that from this point forward. Because if you tell me that the, it's fine when it's cold, but it misses or runs rough when it's hot, then that suggests that the additional fuel that we would deliver to your fuel-injected engine during a cold startup is the difference between a lean condition after the engine warms up. That mm -hmm. would be one area of concern. Number two, how many miles are on this? Uh, 80,000. Okay. I was I was going to change my mind if you were 150 north of that, so I'm going to I'm going to stay in that direction. Now, as far as the thump is concerned, I want you to stop on your way home and take the gas cap off, and I want you to park the car and hang around for a while, and I want you to learn exactly where the thump is coming from, and you're going to do that with your ears and your hands. So if you have to sit in the passenger, open up the passenger side door and tip the seat forward and put your hand on the gas tank and wait for the thump, that's what I want you to do. Because mm -hmm. if you'll work with me, you're going to save yourself a whole lot of diagnostic money. Right. So what I'm going to do when I get it is I'm going to warm it up, and I'm going to take some propane and feed it to the engine at idle. I'm going to have my hand on the engine, and I'm going to feel the mist, the roughness, and if I add fuel to it and it smooths out, then I'm going to look for why is it running lean? Does it have a vacuum leak? Is the fuel mm -hmm. supply substandard? Is the fuel filter plugged up? Am I supposed to have 40 pounds of fuel pressure and I only have 28 pounds of fuel pressure? I'm going to be looking at all that. But I have to determine on the engine miss, is this spark or fuel? And it's much easier to tamper with fuel by making it run over-gassed and then cutting gas off. I can do that pretty easy. So I'm mm -hmm. going to go in that direction first. Now, if I make it run rich and make it run lean, and I still can't change your mist, that tells me I've got an electrical problem. And then I'm going to say, hey, Brian, when was the last time you put plugs in it? Do you want to put plugs in it? Do you want to put a set of wires on it? Because it appears it's an ignition problem, and here's the tests I ran, and here's mm -hmm. what happened. And so now if you want us to, we can continue on and probably identify the specific cylinder because we have the ability to kill cylinders one at a time and note right. the RPM loss. So I can pretty much tell you which cylinder it is, but I need it when it's cold because that's when the problem runs rough, so you've got to leave it overnight so I can start it up. But I'm going to have all my equipment hooked up. When I say I, I mean we. We're yeah. going to have all of our equipment hooked up, and then we'll, we're going to start it up in the morning. Now, on the miss side, you need to find out what the code is. And if it's a misfire code, okay. But I, I need to make sure on the miss side that we drive it long enough to see if the miss changes. It's right. not going to hurt it, and it's not going to break you down. But I would like to hear you say, the last 30 days I've driven it every day, and the miss doesn't change. In the morning it's there, and in the afternoon it goes away. I would love to have that information. 
Yeah, I'm so not sure if it. Put... I'm not sure if the. I just. I, I'm not sure if the mist is the same when it's cold, when it's hot. I'm gonna have to observe that. Okay. And that's very helpful. And if you can touch where the thump is, that's great. Remember that Corvette I was talking about that had the short? Yes. The customer said to us that there is a noise, but he can't tell where the noise is at. Right. And he said it's a thump. Okay? So when we did our analysis, we knew that the seat was the problem, the electric motor on the seat. And the thumping was is that the switch was keeping the motor on, and the motor would run against the stop, and so then it would it would overamp and shut the motor down. Then as the motor cooled off, and then the switch was still saying, "Hey, come alive!" And so the motor comes on, and it it hits that. But the track, the motor, the seat can't move anymore. Right. So when he helped us out with that little bitty question because yeah. first of all when we went into it we could see the draw and we knew it was one one of five circuits but he had this noise so we put four technicians around the car and we shut the key off and we had the door shut and we all listened and we all put our hands on everything and the guy over that has his left hand on the steering wheel and his right hand on the seat goes I got it <laughs> we're done so yeah. now I I did I did charge the Corvette guy because he wanted to tell me how to fix his car. So I charged him four technicians for ten minutes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm well, just teasing this, you. This I thunk, didn't do that. <laughs> this this thunk mark is just like you had a half full fifty five gallon drum or something, and you went up and you and you used a couple of fingers and big man with big fingers and just went and it goes thunk. <laughs> so okay. I, I it, it sounds like me and like it's a gas tank, but it. You know, noise can be deceiving. So there you go. It could be. It could be. But but you're gonna you're gonna take you're gonna get it to where you know how long it takes after you shut it off. Thirty right. seconds, forty five seconds, two minutes. Then a mile from home, you're gonna stop. Take the gas cap off. Okay. Drive home. See if the noise is there. Now, okay. when you, then you're gonna leave the gas cap on. You're gonna drive home. But before and you're gonna shut the car off. And before the thump you know is coming, take the gas cap off and let me know if it blows air out or sucks air in. Okay. Because it could be the, it could be we're sucking on the tank and the vent is bad, so we're sucking on the tank, so we're going to collapse the tank like a plastic bag. You with me? Yeah. So then when you shut it off, the the tank has been sucked in, so when you shut it off, the vacuum comes off the tank and now the tank relaxes and goes outward. So there's a <sighs> with yeah. the tank. But if you put your hands on the tank, you're going to be able to feel that. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, like I said, if you walk in and you say, with all due respect, this is what's happening. Here's how long it takes, 37 seconds after I park it. And if I put my hand on the passenger side of the gas tank, I can feel it. Well, you right. just saved us a whole bunch of money. Well, I'm, so, I'm gonna, anyway, I, um, probably call you back next ahead. Saturday and let you know the scoop on it. Okay, that's fine. I'm, that, I'm more than happy. I'm more than happy to help you. Thank you, Brian. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. I'm Mark Salem. We'll be back in a minute. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. 
They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Comfort Care Home Care, a premier provider of home care services, is a proud sponsor of the Aging in Arizona show on 960 The Patriot. If you or a loved one needs support at home, the experienced and compassionate caregivers of Comfort Care can provide a wide variety of companion and personal care services, including assistance with bathing, grooming, mobility, transportation, and meal preparation. They also provide services such as Alzheimer's care, medication reminders, and safety supervision for fall prevention. Come for Care services are available throughout the greater Phoenix area and can assist you or your loved one for a few hours a week or 24 hours a day. Call today to learn how Come for Care can support your family with the highest level of care. 602-438-1300. Again, that's 602-438-1300. Comfort Care Home Care, supporting independence, dignity, and quality of life. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock the lines. We've got one caller, 602-508-0960. But I want to read you a letter which kind of drives home a lot of the things I've been talking about. Wally and Bob. I'm going to tell you Wally is the lady's name, and Bob is the husband's name. My wife and I want to thank you for the free advice you gave me a couple months ago when I called your Saturday show. Your instructions have made me, especially my wife, very comfortable. After seven years, the car would not start immediately. Eventually, it would start to some degree, sometimes up to an hour to an hour and a half, and if it was real hot. And what he was talking about, this is that two-way communication I'm talking about. He said it wouldn't start. Does that mean it wouldn't crank or it wouldn't catch or it wouldn't crank and it didn't run? You see, there's that has everybody goes. It doesn't start. Well, the question is, is is the starter not cranking the motor, or is the starter cranking the motor, but the motor's not catching and running? We have to make that determination. So many visits to so and so were negative. I called your radio show. You said that I should cycle the ignition switch on, 
count to three, turn it off, turn it back on, count to three, turn it off, turn it back on, count to three, turn it off. And he goes, every time I do that, the car starts and runs, and my wife is just happier than than you can imagine. So we, you, you said in order to do this that we would know what it is. And so we are going to do this every time we go to start the car because the problem is solved. I had to call Bob back and explain to him he has helped me diagnose a leak in the fuel system because when the car sits, then we're supposed to maintain 30 pounds of fuel pressure, and it's not. The fuel pressure is dropping to zero. So the check valve in the gas tank or the, the fuel pressure regulator or one of the injectors is leaking, but there's three problems, or the, one of three problems. So, Bob, you can continue to cycle the key on for three seconds and off three times. That primes the fuel system. By turning it on and counting to three, the fuel pump comes on for three seconds. Well, sooner or later, it's going to build back up to 30 or 40 PSI that you want. Boom, you start the car. So I explained to him that this was the diagnostic process. He saved himself probably 80 to $125 in diagnostic fees. So now we just got to go in. Is the fuel pressure regulator leaking down? Is the check valve in the gas tank allowing fuel pressure to leak down? Or do we have an injector that's leaking fuel into a cylinder and it's leaking gas which drains the fuel pressure? That's the question. So, Bob, thank you for your nice letter. And I'm glad I could help you, but it, what's more important is is we work together to identify your symptoms, and you were able to tell me that it would crank but not catch, and that was an important consideration. Jerry, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hi, hello, Mark. I'm working on a 2010 Dodge 47 pickup, and you're going to okay. confirm to me that um, just how incompetent I am at doing what I'm doing. Okay. Um, <laughs> I did the upper and lower radiator hoses, and I was replacing the thermostat. Uh, then I got called away, and I came back to it. I couldn't remember which way the thermostat went back in. So I put it back together the way I thought it went, and I think I got it backwards. Because okay. my upper hose is getting hot, my lower hose is not. Okay. No, no, no. I, I don't agree with you, and I'll tell you why. The water flow comes past the thermostat and it comes hot into the radiator. Now the radiator goes through the train station called the that uh, the coolant goes to through the rain the train station called the radiator. So otherwise the water's coming out of the upper hose, it's going into the radiator and as it falls down to the bottom where the bottom hose is sucking, the the coolant's supposed to drop its water or his heat off. So it comes out at 2:30 and it gets into the radiator and then it drops down and it comes back into the motor at 180 to 200. So the hot, the top hose, if it's working right, the top hose should be hot and the bottom hose should be cold because that's the way the water is cycling. Out of the motor at the top into the radiator and there's a vacuum on the bottom hose so we're sucking the colder water from the radiator back into the engine. So there's a complete circle there. So I think you got it accidentally. <laughs> I think you're just fine. Okay. Well, my thermostat's on the bottom. Does okay. That make a difference? Um, yeah, it does. Um, so you're probably going to have to take it apart. Now, there's a hoop on one end of the thermostat and then the little metal barrel on the other end of the thermostat. Does that make okay, sense? Sir. Uh, well, yeah, the thermostat, I've got the old one in my, in my hand. So the one side's got the arrow okay. point to it, and the other side's got the gigantic spring. 
Okay, the right. spring is going to go towards the hot side, so the spring is probably going to point towards the radiator. I'm pretty sure, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, um, I may be wrong on this, but I'm thinking that the spring and the bulb, we call it the bulb, um, okay. should point towards the hot. Well, if the if there is no thermostat coming out of the upper hose, then we're getting hot motor, hot water from the engine that's going into the radiator. So the spring and the bulb should face the radiator because the hot coolant's going to open the uh, thermostat, and that's going to allow flow. So I'm thinking you do have it backwards now that you've moved the thermostat to the lower hose. Okay. I would I would like you to do this though. Um, I'd like you to to pick up a, a a schematic, or just Google your Dodge truck and say thermostat installation, and if you can find three or four people that agree with me, then I'm right. And okay. if not, then I just want you to stop by your local garage and ask them. But okay, I, I could be wrong on this, um, but I don't think I am. I don't think you are. All righty. Uh, well, one more second. I'll finish this. Just sure, 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 sure. Okay. Well, because I put it in and I was heating it up, and the upper hose was getting real hot, and it was bubbling out the top of the uh, radiator. But my bottom hose okay. was still cold. And the way I installed this thing was, as you're calling it, the bulb, which is a gigantic spring, is pointing toward the engine. And okay. The now, here's, here's let me interrupt you for a second. Okay. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. What you're telling me now is, is I got a real hot hose, and I'm gurgling. So you're clearly overheating. You're clearly overheating. Now, this is what I want you to do. Forget about what we just talked about. Pull the thermostat and just flip it 180. <laughs> we don't have to decide how it really goes in there or not, but we do know it's not in there right. So okay. in this circumstance, the safe bet is flip it 180, put it back in. Okay, because the temperature gauge on the truck got up to 100, um, not for 100, but I mean, it got up to the halfway point, and I was starting to bubble water at the top of that, that radiator. And so that, that's what's making me okay, think I got that, it all backwards. Okay, and, and the engine's running hot, and it's stopping at the radiator, so the bottom part of the engine is, is not getting any... You're heating up the motor water. You're gone on me, Mark. Mark, you're gone. Yeah, Mark will be back in a, in, in a, a short time. He, uh, he's a retraining right now. Oh, okay. Hope oh, I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy, too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. 45. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see. And some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Welcome back, everybody. That big dead air was my fault. And uh, I hope we still have – Gil, do we still have Jerry? He's still here. Okay. Jerry, hang on just a minute. i got some business to take care of, and we're going to finish our conversation. Um, I want to talk real quick about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. In all of Mesa, I've only found one shop that can pass the test, pass the muster, and that's Thompson's Auto Repair. And here's why. They've been around since 1970. I think they're on their second or third generation. Brian and Thelma, husband and wife, run it. Brian's exactly the kind of guy you want your daughter to bring home, and Thelma's exactly the kind of lady you want your son to bring home. They have ASC certified technicians. They've been around a very long time, and they're located on Main Street just east of Stapley. So Main Street just east of Stapley, the south side of the road. That's pretty centrally located in Mesa. And if you don't have a garage, may I suggest you get an oil change there and see how they treat you. Um, Jerry, let's finish up. Okay. I, I've been thinking about this, and I am real sure that the spring goes towards the radiator. And um, But I also want to caution you about this. If we get an air bubble in that system, as the hot water hits the cold water, it shoots it out. So okay. um, I want you to take the, t- take the top hose off of it at the radiator, and I want you to just slowly fill the top hose up with water, okay. just water from a garden hose so I and it's going to pop back up at you because as you put water in the air is going to come out so I want you to kind of stand the hose up I don't want you to crimp it but I want you to, and this is the engine's cold of course and I want you to fill it up with water okay. and and then I want you to hook it up to the radiator and start it up 
if you get the upper hose and the lower hose start getting warm together, then we had an air bubble in there. And there's, it's not very likely you put the thermostat back in. At that point, you're going to have to drain the system, mix coolant with water, and fill it back with 50-50. That's just one thing to make sure that we don't have an air bubble in there. Because if you flip the thermostat and it still does that, then that points to the air, air bubble in the motor, and that explains everything. So I don't want you to do the thermostat till we just put a hose in the top hose, just trickle it in there until it's full and plug it back into the radiator and see what happens. All right? Okay. All right. Thank you, Jerry. Good luck to you. IMM Auto Services in the northeast portion of Tempe. They've been around since 1972. David has been a friend of mine since 1973. Um, and I lean on him sometimes when I have a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, or an Alfa Romeo because He's a wizard when it comes to those cars. Now, no matter what you've got in your driveway or your garage, whether it's a Chevy, a Ford, a Toyota, a Honda, a Chrysler, if you also have a Volvo Saab Fiat or Alfa Romeo, he can handle anything in your garage where a lot of other shops can't, including me. I'm not the best guy for a Saab. I'll be the first to raise my hand, but David is. So David at IMM Auto Service, just south of the uh south of the 202, just west of the 101, and it's called IMM Auto Service. Good guy, good shop. All righty, let's go to the phones. Nicole, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. Hi. I have a 2007 Acura TL. I have 189,000 miles on it, and um, recently my engine light came on. But before that, I get the warnings intermittently about my fuel cap, and I don't know if that just has to do with the, the weather change and the temperature because I've read that. And I haven't been known to tighten the cap exactly three clicks. I think the car I had before this, it was don't over tighten. So I've never gotten out of the habit of not tightening it enough. Um, but I've, I've been trying to tighten the fuel cap, you know, more than the three clicks. I've gotten gas already three times. It's been about three weeks. That engine light hasn't gone off. But the car is driving. There's, I mean, there's nothing leaking. There's no problems. It says there might be a problem okay. with the emission system. Well, um, it, I think you just need to put some more time on the car. A lot of times, the computer wants to see. Yeah, exactly. It's called it's called heat cycles. Every time the car goes from cold to hot and back to cold, well, cold to hot is one heat cycle, and then hot to cold is another heat cycle. And the and the computer wants to see some certain driving habits. So it wants to see you on the freeway for 20 minutes, and it wants to see you at 35 miles an hour for five minutes. And it takes time to, to, to hit all those markers. So I don't know that I'd make any changes. I think I would just continue to do what you're doing. But let's go to plan B. Mm-hmm. Plan B is is you go buy a new gas cap and okay. get in the habit of giving it. And, and here's why I'm telling you that. Let's just make an educated guess because it's going to be a lot cheaper than any other possibility. Mm-hmm. Just go buy a gas cap. Now, I want you to focus on a gas cap that has a name brand, and the brand I would suggest that you look for is called Stant, S-T-A-N-T. Okay. And the reason why I'm telling you Stant is, is I've tried a lot of the white box guys, and we've had problems with them being credible. But Stant actually makes radiator caps for just about <laughs> everybody out there, so you're really going to the big dog in the yard. So I would just call a couple of auto parts store and say, do you have a cap for my 07 Acura TL? And if, and if it's a Stant brand, then I want to come pick it up. And I think you're going to spend between 5 and $15 for that cap. Okay? Okay. 
All right, great. Thank okay, you. Good luck to you. Thank you very much. You bet. If you have an email question, you can always email me your question. And uh, my email address is pretty simple. It's mark at marksalem.com. Salem spell like the cigarette, S-A-L-E-M. You can also send me an email to mark at salemboysauto.com. And either one of those is will get to me, and I'm happy to answer your calls. It helps me, again, if we talk about symptoms. So you start with, here's an, here's tell me about your car. So year, make, and model, how many miles, how long have you owned it. Then let's talk about symptoms. And I say there's going to be some give and take when we start talking about symptoms. And then I'm going to have you try things. And the whole purpose of this is not to bring you to my shop. The whole purpose of this is, is to involve you in the diagnostic process in an effort to save you money. And I can only do that with one or two times because after that, it, it's just beyond my capability. There's too many variables that you can't answer, and we're going to need to use sophisticated equipment to take the next three or four steps. And when I say we, I'm talking about the industry. So I'm willing to help you on the front side with one or two different kinds of dialogues um, and one or two kinds, two, one or two kind of back and forth. But there, there may come a time where um, I'm going to say to you, you're best served. Do you have a shop? And you say, no, I don't. And I'll say, here, let me give you a couple of shops that I trust. And we'll go from there. It's 1140. We'll be back right after this. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one -on -one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents Half Off Tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for their mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. 
I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Patriot app tip number four. Listening to the Seth and Chris show from 3 to 6 p.m. and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Well, welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We've got the lines open, so if you want to call and ask a car question, you can. i got a couple of comments, but let me tell you about Larry Harker's Auto first. He's been around since 1967, the shop named Larry Harker Auto. Bob and Ellen own and operate Larry Harker's Auto because Bob was the lead technician there for very lots and lots of years. <coughs> pardon me, pardon me. So when Larry Harker decided to retire, Bob took over the shop. So Bob's been there for a very long time. He's probably one of the best diagnosticians that I've ever met. He certainly is in the top two or three or four or five that I've ever met and shook their hands. He has the tenacity of a bulldog. He's going to find your problem. And he has the skills necessary to isolate the circuit or at least go towards fuel or go towards spark or go towards load or go towards air movement. He just knows that, like good diagnosticians do. So 38th Avenue and Indian School, if you live in that area and don't have a shop, then perhaps you should try Larry Harker's Auto. If you've got a car that nobody else can fix and you're anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, I'd call and make an appointment and uh, drop it off and see if Bob can take care of it. Again, 38th Avenue and Indian School, Larry Harker's Auto. Not too long ago, I'm going to admit to you that we actually fixed a car on the internet at my shop, but it's not like you're thinking right now. First of all, there's lots of closed groups on the internet that are guys like me, and we share and we all sign up for our specific expertise. And in this case, we had we were working on a Fiat, which we probably had no business working on anyway, and we had a terrible cooling system problem. And we didn't have the problem before we started. So we knew it was a problem we had caused. So after we spent a couple of hours and getting everybody involved, we just needed help. So I logged on to this closed group of technicians and, and shop owners, and I asked for a Fiat guy. And he said to me exactly what I say to you. He says, Mark, tell me what you got. Told him a year making model of the Fiat, how many miles. He said, what did it come in for? It came in for a, a, a water problem and the intake was leaking. Okay, what would you do? Well, we pulled the intake and then we cleaned up the gasket and got it all watertight and put it back on. And now I, I, fuck, I stopped the leak, but um, I just can't get it to not overheat. And he laughed and he goes, um, is the fix worth $3 to you? And I said, the fix is worth $300 to me. I says, but how sure are you? And he goes, I'm real sure. He says, here's the, 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 the things I listen for. 
you had a water leak at the front side, and you pulled the manifold off, and you had you didn't have the problem before. Then you put the manifold back on, and he says, and now you have this problem. And he says, and the reason why I know what's the matter with it is because that happened to me. So he said, there are two coolant sensors side by side. One runs the fan and one runs the gauge. And he says, when you put the manifold back on, you switch the harnesses. So the fan switch is on the gauge and the gauge is on the fan switch. <laughs> he says, so just swip, switch those two connectors and you'll be fine. And he was right. He was right. Now, you don't have that ability to talk to a Fiat technician, and I'm on that website, so I help people out too. Just keep in mind that the people you're asking to help you, you don't know if they're a veterinarian, you don't know if they've ever had a job in their life, you don't know if they've ever touched a car, and you don't know if they're answering your question after they researched it on the Internet. I'm not against the Internet. What I'm against is, is that people need to understand that it's not a good idea to have to, to guess have strangers guess with your money and I see that not successful and I see that costing customers more than I would have ever charged to diagnose the car myself so I'm just warning you about those pitfalls and there isn't a week that goes by that we don't see a car come in and the laundry list of things the customer has tried and and we fixed it for less than all of those parts they installed. I think I told you about a Chevrolet truck not too long ago, and it would just sit there, and it would start and run just fine, and then it would just go lower, die. And there wasn't anybody that could figure that out. And so those kinds of cars have a bad habit of showing up at my shop, but it was from another shop, and I know him, and I was happy to help him. And it took my staff about two hours to figure out what was going wrong. And the O2 sensor has to be on a 1-volt lead. And for whatever reason, somebody had attached a 12-volt to that circuit. And so the computer thought that the car was running really rich. So the computer kept shutting the, the faucet off little by little by little. And finally, it would shut the fuel completely off, which caused the engine to die. And the reason why we knew that is, is because while we looked at the computer, the O2 sensor's activities were normal, but then when we went directly to the connector, we found 12 volts, and we should have only found a maximum of one. So it all made sense. I'm not bragging. I'm just explaining to you that you have to have a fundamental knowledge of the system. So rather than go between the oxygen sensor and the computer and try to find out where this wire had been attached, we just cut both ends of the wire, left it where it's at. We ran a brand new wire from the computer to the O2 sensor. We taped it to the loom, car fixed. He admits to more than $2,000 worth of guessing on this car. And I think I charged him three and a half hours, so let's say 350 to $400. And I think he was pretty happy. And I explained it to him, showed him everything that we did. And he said, this is my personal truck, and I have no idea how that 12-volt circuit got tied up to a 1-volt circuit. But I understand clearly that your fix fixed exactly what was going on, because we knew that the fuel was being shut off, and that's why it died. So, Don, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good, good, good. Uh, question. Changing the oil on the 3.8, and I want to switch it over to synthetic. Okay. Can I can I go straight synthetic, or do I have to do what they all used to tell us? Use one quart to clean it out, 
and then redo it after like 1500 or 3000 No. No, you don't no. have to do any of that. That was always an old, I mean, we now know back then, and we knew back then, that was a wives' tale. Your car does oh, not know if you put cow urine in there or if you put a <laughs> conventional or a semi-synthetic or a full synthetic. It does not know. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. And I know who exactly who this is, and I'm going to get yes, even sir. with you. I'm just telling you that. Yes, so anyway, the, the answer to it, here's the deal. Are you going from conventional to semi or to synthetic? Yes. Okay. Yes. The conventional, you probably changed your oil every three thousand miles, four thousand. Yes. 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 Okay. On a on a synthetic, you're going to go seventy five hundred to ten thousand. Yeah. Because you can't do a synthetic at three and four thousand because you're wasting all that money buying a premium oil, but you're not benefiting from the premium oil. So a sim, a full synthetic is this a gas or a diesel? It's my Buick. It's my Okay. And and to be honest with you, on my Dodge diesel that holds I think ten or fourteen quarts, I'm doing twelve thousand on a five forty, which is a, a a synthetic oil. And the fifteen forty is either a conventional or a, a a blend oil. But I'm running my diesel at twelve. And I'll tell you something else, Don. You know how you got the ma the maintenance reminder that tells you you're due for an oil change? Yeah. The I don't last have that on time. The I, okay, the last time the cha the change oil light came on within a hundred miles of the sticker that I had the guys put on the windshield. So how cool have we got this honed in on? I mean, how close are we? And and we've been playing with that because we're trying to figure out when the truck's going to turn on the light. And so now <laughs> we have figured it out at at ten thousand or ten ten or twelve. I don't even remember now, but it, we figured it out. So that's what we're doing. So yeah, just. Just put in the synthetic, elongate. You can double or maybe even triple the oil changes, and you'll be fine. Uh, and, and folks, I want to tell you that, that Don is a tow truck driver. He's been a tow truck driver when his tow truck had wooden wheels. Thank you. And, 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 and he... <laughs> My wife's listening. She's and, ready to fall out of the car. <laughs> okay, and and he's driving a Buick, and 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 he he does all of his own work, but his his wife has prayed to the repair gods that he'll stop doing that someday, because he spends most of his time at O'Reilly's and Checkers. But he does have God. my cell phone number, so every once in a while he calls me. Anyway, Thank give you. give my love to your wife and tell her that I've always admired her for spending uh, the majority of her life well, with you. She's a, she's a so. retired AAA dispatcher, also. So, you know, did I lose him? I'm not, no, you didn't. I have oh. I have nothing nice to say. So. <laughs> ah! Well, have a great weekend. I'm still trying to figure out whose big three axle truck that is out in the. That's mine. The That's mine. My son built that. My son built that. Stop and take a look at it. It's got a, a 22.5 semi uh, suspension underneath it. It's got airbags. Yeah. It's got 513 gears, so I can spin those 22.5s. It's got about a 600 horsepower 5.9. It's got a six-speed transmission, and you can see that the stacks are what eight to ten inches in diameter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a show truck. It's nothing more, but we use it a lot for Veterans Days things we use both flag trucks for veterans day things which gives go. us a lot of joy we don't charge but uh, but we like that a lot so yeah stop by and talk to alan he'll give you the tour and have him blow the air horns for you i want a set of them on my international 
Yeah, well, um, that, that he, he's willing to give you a price for that. It's two air tanks, two compressors, a triple trumpet, and you're going to be able to sound like a choo-choo train every time you pop that baby. So, yeah. anyway, thanks, Don. Thank you very Have much. A great weekend, for the rest buddy. of you, you betcha. Thank you. Automatic Transmission Exchange is over on Washington. To be precise, they're at 40th Street in Washington, and they have been since 1968. Phil and his staff are transmission diagnostic experts. 40th in Washington, in Central Phoenix, automatic transmission exchange. Let me tell you what happened the other day. This transmission shop that I really despise told a lady that they needed $1,200 to tell her what was wrong with her transmission. It got ugly. Um, the Better Business Bureau evidently got involved, and she ended up getting her car back. Now, they, this ugly shop had said that they t cut open her torque converter. Now, in order to cut open the torque converter, you have to take the transmission out. So you got to take the converter out and put it on your bench. They cut it open, and it was full of metal. And so that was the story. The lady got the car. Anyway, they ended up giving her a car back, and she asked for a detailed receipt of what they did and what they found. They refused and sent her on her way. Now keep in mind, this torque converter is about $800. She takes it over to Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange, and this is what happens. He drives it and says there's nothing wrong with the transmission. He says this transmission has never been out. He says it still has the original converter on it. He says that converter's not brand new. And he says, and I agree with this, he says if the converter's full of metal, so is the transmission pan. So you don't need to destroy the converter to know that the system's full of metal because the converter is full of metal, so is the oil pan of the transmission. So the lady's still driving the car, and I think she knows what I know, and that's don't go to this other transmission shop. But the idea is, is that all of this was a waste of everybody's time because this transmission shop had no idea how to fix this import car. So we all have to do what we do best, and that's pick and choose the cars we're good at and politely pass on those that we're going to be guessing on the repairs. So all of us have particular cars that we like, and some of us have technicians that pretty much like all the cars. So you got a Buick guy, you got a Honda guy, you got a Nissan guy, you got a Mercedes guy. So that happens in some of the bigger shops. So anyway, thank you for spending your Saturday with me. I really appreciate that. Um, I like it when you call in, and we did a good job today. We got uh, probably 11 or 12 callers, and uh, and I'm I, I I like that. So if you have a question and you're too shy to call in, my email address is Mark with a K, Mark at MarkSalem.com. Salem is spelled like the cigarette. S-A-L-E-M, for those of you old enough to remember that. <laughs> Mark at MarkSalem.com. I personally will answer you back. Give me your make and model and mileage and tell me about the symptoms or tell me about the problem, and I'll do my best to help you. And if you want and you don't have a car repair shop, then tell me where you live, and I'll tell you where a good shop is around you. And again, I don't have any bird dog fees. I don't make any money on your going to another shop. I don't care about that. The, the point of this radio show is is to help you find a good repair shop and also help you get your car fixed right. So remember this. You look at the technician and you say, you're going to fix my symptom with your repair, right? And he better say yes. See you next week. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.